so, might be a breakthrough in uh, COVID treatment. Talked about that very early in the show to today. We'll uh, we'll try to get to that again. Yeah, developed I, in Britain. I want to hear that. Um, what's the story about a woman in a Verizon store? Can we just? Uh, yeah, can I, just can I hear not, that? It's uh, just, not uh, good. Not good. Easy to leave. Not wearing masks. They've asked several times, and she's refusing. They're calling back again and advise that that female now pulled her pants down and is urinating inside the business. Long story short, uh, gal refuses to wear a mask in a Verizon store. The 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 good folks working there tell her, "Hey, you got to have a mask on, or you got to go." She argues for a while. They say, "No, seriously, you got to go." She pulls down her pants and urinates on the floor. I'll show you," she says. Now, as I understand, later she was apprehended with some stolen goods from a different department store, which got my uh, Sherlock Holmesian instincts kind of revving. And I'm wondering if this is kind of a smoke bomb to get out of stores with stolen merch in your pockets, uh, right? So squatting, that's a good idea. pantless, and peeing? Well, no, the the being maskless and being belligerent thing. Oh, um, the, that the would draw is, a lot of attention. Is weird, but the but just from the okay, it's okay, perfectly fine. normal. I'm getting out of here then, right? You're not going to get frisked. Well, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm sorry, your your theory doesn't peeing hold. Peeing is not weird. It the, doesn't. The peeing hold. is perfectly normal. It, Everybody pees in the middle of a Verizon store. No, well, that's different. Your it theory does. doesn't hold water or urine, Sean. Here's what's happening: <laughs> is that lady is the distraction her confederate is stealing the stuff Mm. and uh, it was her turn to be the distraction uh, in this verizon store but the reason she had stolen goods was her buddy you know was the distractor somewhere else there are huge profitable shoplifting rings that are now operating i know on the west coast anyway because stores are afraid to or have policies against confronting shoplifters so the criminals, the predators in society, they keep track of this stuff. It's like the shocking rise in murders and shootings in various uh, American cities. They, the gangbangers know the cops have pulled back. They're not going to get busted for having guns, so they're going around looking for their enemies. Hey, that, that reminds me in the whole decay of the civilization that we've got going on, and some of it is um, uh, codified, if you will. I mean, there have been some changes in the way we do business Law and order wise, right? We raise the amount that is a felony or not. Um, uh, the whole uh, the cash bail situation, all that stuff. If you've been following those stories, and then some of it is just the vibe in the air. There's 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 just a vibe going on right now that you know we're not going to punish a lot of things for a b- bunch of different societal reasons. It's mean to arrest people and put them in jail. I, I, it can't be a coincidence that only twice in my entire life at a gas station have I seen. Um, things that ended up being near fights, and they've both been in the last couple of weeks. I think we're at a point where the bad guys, the the the, the troublemakers, just feel like I can do whatever I want. Nothing's going to happen. So I told the story about being at a shell station a couple of weeks ago, and a guy. I don't know if he he apparently shortchanged the um the 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 owner of the, they're trying to buy some past him i don't know what started it all but it ended up being an argument and the guy was threatening to get into a fight with this old owner of the convenience store and he kicked over the uh the bin with the washer fluid in it and stuff like that and threw a coke at him and everything like that and i thought oh my god this is this is awful and then the guy who owns the convenience store started yelling this is what happens when you live in a democratic state and it doesn't do any good to call the police because this happens all the time and i call the police and they do nothing and i thought well that's really interesting so then Friday, I'm at a different gas station, different area of town, but it's along, along a busy freeway, and there is some guy, shirtless dude there with his pants halfway down, you know, that look, 
and he's got um, gas cans. So I don't know if he ran out of gas or what he's doing. Anyway, he starts yelling through the microphone on the gas stand. Hey, turn on the gas pump. Turn on the gas pump. And then something was happening. And then she said, I'm sorry, I can't turn on the gas pump. Your car did something. What happened? But anyway, he starts screaming, you B, you effing B. Why don't you come out here and talk to me, effing B? I got a penis and I'm better than you. And effing, and I thought, oh, this is just, boy. I thought this is just a lawless society we now live in where word has got around this crowd because she's not going to call the police because the police aren't going to do anything. And, and, and th- that, one percent or whatever it is of society have figured out that they can do practically anything now and get away with it yeah they can certainly be incredibly rude they can yell and threaten people and nothing's going to happen and we've all known that kind of person we've all known that kind of kid that if you don't push back at all on that sort of thing they're just going to keep doing it right they'll push as far as they can push and we have a certain percentage of, of people in this country who are those predators or or you know the lawless the the unable to follow rules what have you the only thing that keeps them in line is the threat of punishment. I know that's anecdotal, but I don't think it's a coincidence that I've only seen that twice in my life, and it's been in the last month. No. New York might be the perfect uh, test case example of what we're talking about, where uh, progressive policies that were gentle, soft on crime, yielded horrific levels of crime in the 70s. Just unbelievable. If you weren't up uh, alive at the time or, or weren't up on the news... They're just, oh, my God, the violence and crime and just filth and, and horror in New York was terrible. And the people of New York said, enough! And Rudy Giuliani came in, Chief Bratton, a couple other uh, great police leaders. They cleaned up the city. They changed the culture. It became this international showplace, one of the safer cities in the U.S., which is amazing, given how, given how giant and diverse New York is. Um, it became this incredible success story. And people started looking around saying... Why are we so strict? There's not much crime. Why are you punishing these poor people just because they make a mistake in life? There's very little crime. Why We don't have to be such hard asses. And sure enough, those policies are instituted. And now under de Blasio, we see an almost 300% increase in shootings and murders in New York City. And it will get bad enough, like it is happening in Portland right now. Society will break down again. And the people, I, and I hope they still can, will rise up and say, listen, this is, we, we can't accept this. We need you to clean this up. And you will see, you know, the, the sine curve that goes up and down. You will see the return to more, uh, you know, civilization friendly policing practices. And well, did you see practices. in uh, New York, I don't follow congressional <laughs> races from around the country the way some of your cable news hosts do. I don't find it interesting at all. And I don't ever think. Sort usually, but uh, over the weekend, New York 16th District, they had one of the like one of those AOC stories happen. So you got this Elliot Engel, 32 years in Congress. I generally like to see those people get beat because mm-hmm. um, you know I just I just don't think anybody should be in government for that long. But Elliot Engel, regular run of the mill Democrat who's been in uh, Congress for 32 years, actually the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, so a big deal. He got beat by a super lefty progressive in his own party. Wow. He got primaried, and uh, same as the AOC thing, and this Jamal Bowman now is the Democrat in a district where only a Democrat can win, so that person is going to be congressman. So the, the Democratic Party 
is uh, the, the people that have been there forever, kind of like your old school, well, like I said, run-of-the-mill Democrats, are getting beaten by young, super progressive. Like, I don't know this person, but I'll be shocked if they're not a defund the police, Green New Deal oh, yeah. person. Yeah, guaranteed. And there are more eloquent chaps and, and gals than, than us who've written about what I'm about to say, like Steven Pinker with his Enlightenment Now and, and Thomas Sowell's written on this. But civilization is a miracle. L- lawful constitutional civilization where you have a lot of liberty, but you can go about your business safely and things more or less work is a miracle. It was formed out of out of chaos and ugliness and disease and filth during the Enlightenment as Enlightenment values took hold and, and, and you know, science and representative government and the idea of natural rights took hold. And we built this incredible world for all of its flaws where you can go about your business mostly safely. But it's, you know, it's just it's like what I was saying before. People look around, they say, well, of course it's civilized and safe and things function more or less. It's always been that way. It'll always be that way. When in truth, the the stuff, the fiber that holds civilization together is much more fragile than that. And in places like Portlandia, they're holding an experiment in the uh, the city fathers and and mothers and uh, and the the governor are saying, no, we will we'll let people behave lawlessly and violently because they're mad and and civilization has no right to demand anything else from them. And and we'll see how that experiment ends. So we've got a major day coming up next Friday that you probably ought to know about for uh, some big decisions to be made. Also, and I know this is a touchy subject for a lot of you, uh, Wall Street Journal, face masks really do matter. The scientific evidence is growing. There's more science out on the whole mask thing. But they particularly break down different kinds of masks and how well they work, and I thought that was really interesting. Everything from the just bandana around your face on, on up to the N95, how effective they are. Uh, maybe I'll get into that coming up. Yep, and we have some fascinating facts on this, the anniversary of uh, mankind landing on the moon for the very first time way back in 1969. All sorts of good stuff. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. can't put two sentences together they wheel him out he goes up he repeats he they ask him questions he reads a teleprompter and then he goes back into his basement you tell me the american people want to have that in an age where we're in trouble with other nations that are looking to do numbers on us man if biden can pull off the 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 campaign style he's gotten out to the election he's in pretty good shape if he has to go out and speak Six different states with seven speeches per day. He's he's gonna he's gonna really show who he is. He'll be on the ground crying for mommy. He'll say, "Mommy, mommy, please take me home." I know. I don't know about that, but there seems to be uh, a, a very short time between now and November the third. It's the third, right? Um, but there's a lot of time, politically speaking. I'm looking at this COVID uh, treatment that allegedly there's been a breakthrough in Britain. Uh, it's an inhaler that cut uh, severe disease by 80 percent if this is true and and we'll have to see um and all of a sudden the covid is can you believe that crap i remember that i actually knew somebody who passed but let's get on with our life i mean that could easily happen between now and november 
Then everybody comes out of their their cave or their their basement or whatever. It's back to a standard campaign. Could change everything. Um, next Friday is when the uh, money runs out for a lot of people. Twenty five million people are getting money. Uh, six hundred dollars a week going away, unless Congress, which is back today, Congress is back in session today, decides to extend that, which I assume they will. But if they don't. Man, if you're if you're getting a sweet twenty four hundred dollars a month, and then all of a sudden it stops, that's a that's a major change in your life. So uh, that's that boy, the politics of that very complicated. Yeah, I'd say very complicated. Uh, anyway, we'll be talking more about that later. And I, don't you assume that Congress is going to extend that? I yes, do. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, another another trillion, two trillion, three trillion, whatever, added onto the debt. So Wall Street Journal out with a look at the masks. Um, face masks really do matter. The scientific evidence is growing. New research suggests that face coverings help reduce the transmission of droplets, though some masks are more protective than others. And I know some of you are anti-mask and you, you know, okay. Um, but they broke down the different kinds of masks and they actually have, uh, like uh, cartoons showing how much if you, if you cough with a mask on or you're breathing and talking with a mask on, how much leaks around the sides and spreads out. And all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought this was interesting. Spreads, yeah. They have a graph for completely uncovered. Then the next bar on the bar graph is a bandana or just like some T-shirt material around your mouth, nose and mouth. Cuts it to more than half of completely uncovered. So just throwing your T-shirt, t-shirt up over your nose like I'm doing right now, like when you rock in a building, yeah, cuts... Cuts how much you're spreading around the disease by more than half. Just doing that before you get to some better things like a folded handkerchief, um, your just regular off-the-shelf cone-style mask, or a stitched mask with quilting cotton cuts it way down to practically zero. I have those. My wife ordered a whole bunch of those online from somewhere. They're very cheap. The stitched mask with quilting cotton really cut down. They're a lot harder to breathe out of, though, I find. Like, if you're walking very fast, you know, kind of getting a little exercise going, mm-hmm. you might go down. You'd be down on the ground crying for mommy because uh, you can't hardly He'll breathe, be on the ground crying down. for mommy. He'll say, mommy, mommy, please take me home. It does get into how the N95 masks are the gold standard. They are the very best, any and Audi. They protect you and protect others. That That's what I usually wear because we had a bunch of them for some reason around the house. But uh, they're hard to find anywhere. Yeah, I have ones. a handful. Easy to find. I haven't bothered to use them because I know they're they're not meant to be multiple use. Nah, I do. I do multiple use. I know you're not supposed to, but I do. Yeah. How bad can they be? Exactly. And don't write your emails. I've seen it 20 times already. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, there are alternate doctors out there, some of whom I like, who are uh, dissenting on this topic, but there aren't many of them. Um, also, the whole, I can't wear a mask, I have breathing problems. Individuals with normal lungs, and even many with in underlying chronic lung disease, should be able to wear a non-N95 facial covering without affecting their oxygen or carbon dioxide levels. Just breathe harder, you wuss. So, my county is not going to allow my son to go back to school because we haven't had declining cases for 14 straight days. Declining cases for 14 straight days, which is contingent completely upon how much testing you've been doing in your county. Right. 
A lot or a little. The county next door may have done half as many tests, but there's no standard for how many tests you do. It's just, are they declining <laughs> or rising? If Crazy, you, to if my you, mind. No, Statistically I, nuts. I could come in as a consultant and guarantee... All right, County X, we're going to get you uh, off the watch list. No problem. We're just going to cut testing by 20% uh, each day. And you, County Y, I guarantee you we're going to get you on the watch list or the the bad list. We're just going to increase testing all the time. It's it's enough to just completely crush your faith in any of our authorities. The fact that they haven't, A, figured this out, or B, just aren't, they figure we're so stupid that we can't handle that nuance. How can you ca- say you're following the science when you're using mathematics that bad? Yeah, I know. I know. If you were hospital case, like if you're using uh, hospitalizations as a number and they have to decline for 14 days, I might not agree with it, but at least that'd be a number I can believe in. Positive tests? It's a random depending on how many tests you're giving. So all of a sudden, a load of a shipment of tests shows up that you ordered six months ago shows up in the middle of the two weeks. Sorry, you can't go to school anymore. That's crazy. And this is how we're running our economy and our schools and the rest of it. It's ridiculous. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I know we're going to get into some other things, but uh, NBA and Major League Baseball both. Uh, st- yeah, it's uh, okay. I know Major League Baseball starts Thursday. Uh, wow. Actual games that count. Yeah. We watched batting practice in san diego with the padres over the weekend they had the the park opened up and we sat out on the grass and they're in full uniforms and taking it pretty seriously and what was interesting was the number of fans that were there like in jerseys like eating up very slow moving little action batting practice just because they want some baseball yeah i remember as a kid my dad and i would go early to the games and watch bp if we had time that was great you got to be hardcore but Great to have baseball back. How about the NBA positive, Sean? NBA also starting on Thursday, the 30th. Wow. All of a sudden, there's sports again for how long? Mm. Uh, Nobody knows. So LeBron gets the vid. (laughs) Then it's no longer interesting. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty big factor. So whether you're looking at Chicago, where police were protecting a statue from angry Marxist protesters wanting to pull it down, they were pelted with rocks and bottles and garbage, many of them not wearing helmets, cops getting hurt, to Seattle, uh, officers injured, buildings vandalized during yet more downtown Seattle protests. That's on Sunday afternoon. A couple of people arrested, vandalizing. Uh, they're throwing, somebody throwing fireworks at the cops. Those are explosives. Cops responding with blast balls and pepper spray to stop the assault on officers. Then you got the ongoing insanity in Portlandia, where the Marxists have taken over downtown. The city authorities have said, you can have it. And the administration was forced to send in federal police to protect federal property. Now, there are some accusations of overreach by the federal police, but I mean... What are you going to do? Are you going to let a multi, multi multi-million dollar courthouse be burnt to the ground? 
or, or taken over by Antifa. I don't well, know. It's what... a weird, it's a weird situation in that I doubt that the federal government has ever contemplated being in a situation where they were trying to protect federal property against the wishes of the city or the state. Right. Yeah, it's I know. It never happened before. Well, it's it's a beautiful example, and you see this a lot in your progressive uh, leadership. Chicago's just a nightmare, but we're talking about Portland, so we'll, we'll focus on that for now. It's the parent, it's like you got a bad marriage, a bad parenting situation, where parent A is watching the kid misbehave. I mean, badly, really misbehave, but says, I'm not doing anything about it. No, really, we need you to do something about it. No, I'm not doing anything. Then when parent B steps in, parent A screams, You did it wrong! You did it wrong! Somebody has to do something. And the the lefty city fathers and and state people in in Portland and Oregon are saying, We're not doing anything about the the Marxists and the Antifa and and the rest of it. you want to protect your own property? Go ahead, federal government. Then when the federal government does, they they uh, they scream about it. Um, so I, I just I don't know where this ends, but it will end very badly. The only possible um, way that doesn't happen is, and I heard who was it? who was talking about this? Oh, it's Ben Shapiro. I heard talking about it. Um, Trump has become such a focal point and such an excuse for violence and vandalism and the rest of it that if when he's out of office it could be that the splinter of people that are actually the engine of the violence and the destruction because it's not the mainstream democrats it's the lunatic fringe they will lose the support and cover of moderate and even liberal liberal democrats because with trump out of the way that it loses their energy and the and the the mainstream democrats will regain their sanity and think, well, wait a minute, these people are torching our city. We live here. We can't have this. That's an interesting idea. So, you know, I, I don't know if Ben's right or not, but, you know, something's got to happen. Otherwise, um, I mean, if Trump gets reelected and these rioting, the violence and vandalism and everything continues unabated, and will the city uh, fathers and mothers uh, in, for instance, Seattle, Portland, Chicago, will they be forced to do something, or will they let their city just degenerate until they're thrown out of office? Well, everybody's waiting to see who's got the who's got the power in the Democratic Party right now. Is it the Twitter woke left? Do they have the biggest voice, loudest voice, the most power, or not? We're going to find out uh, after this election. I think the most amusing story from the Portland riot is that at about one forty-five in the morning. I guess it was last night. What's today's date? The twentieth. Yes. Yeah. So last night, um, it's like one forty-five in the morning, and this bare naked gal walks out from somewhere. All she's wearing is a a cap and a mask, and she is bare hiney nude. Okay, like a COVID mask to be socially responsible, or a mask to hide her identity. Uh, both, kind of both, okay. and. Uh, because of the way she was facing, most of the shots of her are from behind. But a very fit young woman, beautiful girl, comes out stark naked, walks up to like 20 feet from the police line, stands there, does some yoga poses, etc. One guy with a shield tries to protect her as they're shooting pepper balls at her feet for about five seconds. 
and then they stop doing that. Then she sits down in the middle of the street and spreads her legs, and the cops are like, "What the hell?" And uh, and then she I don't uh, see that every day. Ten minutes later, she gets up and walks off again, and she's gone. That's and it's become a thing online. They're calling her naked Athena, whatever. Portlandia, check yourself. Oh, my God. Go back to growing fake lumberjack beards, playing indie rock, and enjoying yourselves. Drinking craft brew, smoking marijuana, getting rained on. Come on, Portland. <laughs> Same prescription Homemade for Seattle. candles. Exactly. Um. By the way, putting crystals on your mantle to ward off something or other. Do what you do best. So you hear a lot of talk about, uh, you know, Trump was behind in 16 also. He was never this far behind Hillary and never and, and never this consistently as he is behind Biden. Here's a, here's a, a retort. Uh, Joe Biden is much, much, much more the empty vessel, the unknown quantity than Hillary was. Now, he's been in public life for 40-plus years, right? You think, how can that be? Everybody knows Joe Biden. But nobody really knows much about Joe Biden. Or at least your average American voter seems like a nice enough old fella has been on the scene forever. He was he was Barack's veep, and we like Barack, so he's got to be okay. Hillary was... Everybody knew Hillary. I'm telling you... Biden is benefiting from the, we know the guy in office and we're tired of him. We don't like him so much. This new guy, I got, I got high hopes for him. But if he gets yeah, well, exposed. But he might not. Right. He might not. You don't know. But so, but I, I did, I did looking back. You remember how Biden came out of nowhere to get the nomination? History will forget how he was dead. I mean, he was just, there's no chance. He finished fourth in Iowa. He finished fourth in New Hampshire, and Bernie won the first three contests. Biden finished fourth, fourth, and then second because enough people had gotten out, but he got beat by 35 points in Nevada. Wow. I remember James Carville, we played the clip. This race is over. Somebody <laughs> needs to tell Joe Biden this race is over. And it was just over. I think I declared him dead more than once. Figured of Well, it. everybody did. How do you finish fourth, fourth, 30 points down second? And get the nomination. Well, the Democratic Party thought, oh, my God, Bernie's going to be our nominee. We'll lose 46 states. And they were right. Yeah. Uh, Bernard Sanders. My only point being, things can change quickly. Things can change quickly on whatever. Um, So... There's enough time for things to change quickly again. Yeah, I we've often used the baseball metaphor that, yeah, Trump's down three runs, but it's the third inning, so it's no biggie. It, it reminds me even more um, of a marathon, if you've ever watched that during the Olympics. Do you remember back when there were Olympics? Eh, probably won't be this time. Um, anyway. Uh, Boy, th- that sucks if you've trained your whole life for the Olympics and then they don't have Oh, it. I know it. Well, it was postponed by a year in Tokyo, and I was talking to a gent who has uh, relatives who live in Japan who said there are a lot of people who think there's no way the pandemic's under control enough to run the Olympics. I mean, it's such a huge number of athletes and trainers and referees and, and whatever else. It's just it's enormous. It makes an NFL game look like a four-person poker game. But anyway, um, oh, where was I going with that? What was I talking about? Too many tangents. I lost track of the Joe, Joe Biden. Joe, Joe Biden. Getty. Joe Biden. I'm going to go home. So I was going to be on the floor crying, crying for his mama. Money. 
<laughs> He'll be on the ground crying for mommy. He'll say, mommy, mommy, please take me home. Oh, that's right. We're talking about uh, marathons. Nobody <laughs> cares who's in the lead at mile 11 of a marathon. No, he's on pace to win the whole thing. In fact, there's an assumption that whoever is leading at mile 11 is probably not going to win the thing. So that's where we are. We're mile 11 of a 26-mile race. So much will change. You got your heartbreak hill. You got your fake runner running out, uh, pulling up her shirt. You got all sorts of crazy stuff. <laughs> is is gonna somebody's happen. gonna need to stop and take a poo? <laughs> it's an odd example, but yes, many things can happen during the run of a long race. Yes, indeed. Is your point. All right, we'll try to come up with something more edifying than that. Uh, man, we haven't done something like this for a long time. This is what your ice cream preference says about your personality. What? Did you just say that? I know. I know. Did somebody hack our radio show? It's. (laughs) I only bring it up so I can mock it. Mockery and much more to come. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, the uh, Kanye rally described as chaotic, unorganized, rowdy, and a train wreck. Uh, That's a poor kickoff to his campaign, which I thought was (laughs) over. No, he's out. It it is over. He's out. Why'd he hold a rally then? Kanye West kicked off his presidential campaign in earnest Sunday night. Okay, Sean, you're the Kanye West expert, or you keep track of him. Wasn't it announced that his campaign was over last week? Is it back on? He had a campaign rally after announcing it's over. (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, Also, a small tidbit amongst all of this. Um, Sometime a day ago, he uh, tweeted and then deleted uh, a new album announcement as well. Um, And when all this first popped off with Kanye running for president. My initial reaction was, no, he's not. He's probably got an album coming out that seems to be maybe what a lot of this was about. But um, Well, but after it, his Harriet Tubman screed, he shared a story about he and his wife, Kim Kardashian West, had almost had an abortion. Uh, then he talked about his past and his father, and he could have been aborted or something, and hysterically crying on stage, the stunned crowd offered applause and shouted positive messages to West in an attempt to calm him. Wow. Usually the crowd is not in the job of uh, calming the performer. Yeah, yeah. Evidently his dad really pressured his mom to abort him. I almost killed my daughter. I almost killed my daughter, West said, before sobbing. Wow. And he said, Kim might want to divorce me for sharing such a personal story. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, she might want to. Ooh, craziness. Um, so I know the moment I say more on the Russia investigation, some of you are going to turn off the radio, but I understand being tired of this whole story, but some more documents came out on Friday from the FBI, including in particular old Peter Strzok. Remember Peter Strzok at the heart of so much of Boo. the Russia investigation? This is more about the media than the FBI or uh, anything like that. So... Uh, Back during the the height of this, the New York Times 
had a big front page article one day. I think I remember this one. I think I remember Brian Williams and cable news going crazy over this one. The headline in the New York Times was Trump campaign aides had repeated contacts with Russian intelligence. That was the headline in the New York Times because that was a big deal. That was one of those Brian Williams comes on MSNBC and says, well, this will be remembered as the day that it was all over for the Trump presidency. Because that's a pretty provocative headline. Trump campaign aides had repeated contacts with Russian intelligence. It cited four unnamed sources. Well, Peter Strzok, unknown to all of us at the time, had a copy of the New York Times article and wrote down in the margins with his own handwriting, we are unaware of any, he writes in all caps, we are unaware of any Trump advisors engaging in conversations with Russian intelligence officials. So the New York Times ran a story that said repeated contacts between Trump aides and Russian intelligence. The organization that was keeping track of the investigation, the guy that was running the investigation, said we're unaware of any of these. And remember, Comey did testify in public at the time that he said that article was completely wrong. He didn't get into the details, but he just said there, he didn't believe anything in that article. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He was unaware of any of the things. So Comey and Strzok, the people running the investigation, say that was BS. The New York Times ran it front page, and all of Trump-hating media went wild with the, well, this is the slam dunk, this is the smoking gun, this is the proof. That should just give you an idea when you see anything on the front page of the New York Times or the Washington Post. It not only could be... Correct? Partially true? It could be completely false like that one. Just completely, 100%, made up out of whole cloth, never happened. Well, and I read, I think, the same article you are. Strzok went on and said there were a couple other key, quote-unquote, facts in the article that were completely wrong. That Carter Page had not had repeated contacts with whomever. That he, he took apart the entire article... And said, that's not true, that's not true, that's not true. I understand why the FBI can't jump into the middle of every news story and say, hey, that's not accurate. Because it'll end up being a situation where um, if the New York Times runs a story and the New- and the FBI keeps their mouth shut, everybody can assume it's true. I mean, they'd have to weigh in on every story. But man, to let that hang out there, that a presidential campaign had repeated contacts with the Russians when you know in the FBI that that is not at all true is something. Because, I mean, that was damaging to Trump's presidency in a way that you could not calculate. His inability to have any uh, political capital after that win and get anything done was so hampered was by, by those kind of stories that in many cases were just 100%, not kind of false, not spun, completely made up. Yeah. We should have a better newspaper than that. Yeah, I know it. That's amazing. And I wonder... And are the, and the, the guys who wrote that story, they'll be on Brian Williams tonight with another new story. They haven't been fired. They haven't apologized. They haven't become, you know, um, a scourge that nobody would ever allow, uh, want to hear from them ever again. You know, you no, read my they mind. Still write, they still write stories with unnamed sources. And get get full cred for it. I was just going to ask, what's happening behind the scenes? Do you have sources who are just making stuff up because it's exciting? Or, or do you have journalists who are making it up? 
or, or thinking there's no repercussion as long as I'm anti-Trump. I don't get mechanically what's happening there because I would think the journalists would, would be so humiliated. Think, oh, my career is over. Because I remember not very long ago, if you foisted a fictional story masquerading as fact like that on the American people, you would be ruined. Well, are, are these guys going to be ruined? No, they no. aren't. No. This this revelation from Friday will not make the news on MSNBC, and they'll continue to have these reporters on uh, spouting things as fact. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 mind blowing. I mean, it's just absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, but that's where we are. Yeah, I know. I don't know quite and what so to make a, of it. So a story tomorrow or today or whenever. In one of your major newspapers that says Trump insiders did this or Trump did that, how am I supposed to believe that? See, if you're, you've ruined your credibility with me. Why would I believe that at this point? Do you want to know how your ice cream preference uh, reveals your personality? I'm a, I like vanilla or a mint chocolate chip. Well, you're an idiot. We don't actually have time to do the stupid, stupid article. The Armstrong and Getty response to these things all the time has been, you know what reveals your personality? Your personality reveals your personality. I don't need to know what ice cream you eat. I can tell you're belligerent. Armstrong and Getty.